Well, you know, this is the thing too. Um, the 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 simulation has no um, authors at this point. Yes, this is the part of it that is actually the most pernicious <laughs> and the most upsetting. Is that there are no lizard people, mm-hmm. and yet <laughs> there is still a simulation. So so we are there is no Illuminati, but we are still stuck with a a completely unchangeable automatic sham reality mm-hmm. but because ev- it is so complex it is a giant ship out on the yeah. sea it can't sink to, to, it, you can't change it yep. you can't change directions it's and 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 so everybody is acting of what they feel is their own free will, mm-hmm. but it is it is a it is a, a simulation. Mm-hmm. But but there is nothing there's nothing evil behind it. Exactly, it just is what it is. It just is, mm-hmm. and whatever will be will be. You know what I mean? Like truly, que sera sera. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right, let's do it. All right. Welcome to the Hegelian Friendship Simulator, the only podcast on the internet that keeps it real and talks about the cold hard facts. <laughs> the cold hard f- 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 facts. Uh, also, the only podcast that we know of that uh, every week brings up two Wikipedia articles after a significant amount talking time talking about something else entirely, and uh, then we describe the Wikipedia articles. <laughs> And we uh, generally get into uh, the nature of it, what we believe, who wrote it, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so yeah that that too. This that is too. a podcast, but where mostly we cold hard facts. <laughs> yeah, this is a podcast where we pretend that it's about Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, um, and, and as always, yeah. I am joined by John Miklas, and I'm joined by Alex Virgil. Boom! You know us now. You know us now. Yeah, I. You know we're we're done having constantly having to talk about our resume yeah the legacy that we've already created for ourselves that's right uh, you you knew that uh virgil was the um you know conspirator for the um San Juke bus riots in singapore you already knew that so we don't need <laughs> to keep Hockley. keep uh going through it every single time every so, single uh, time um, but for real, guys, uh, this is the Hegelian Friendship Simulator. Uh, we want to thank you again for listening. Yeah. Um, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome. If it's not your first episode, welcome back. Yes. Uh, and, you know, if you want to dig deeper into the world that we've created, you can find us on um, Instagram and Twitter Boom. to search the name of the show. And if you want to get a hold of us, you have a, some juicy Wikipedia factoid. Uh, you want to tell us that we mispronounced um, something? Don't do that. Don't tell us that. <laughs> don't do it. Unless you're from Finland. If we mispronounce that one thing in Finland, then uh, we want to us. hear your voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're from uh, Finland. 
if you're from Finland only. Uh, yeah. So you can email us at hegelianfriendshipsimulator at gmail.com. Virgil, you got any old businessman? Uh, I did find it interesting that the day we released our last episode where we talk a lot about postmodern American architecture and how that kind of bleeds into the American psyche in general in relation to like culture and time and stuff. Um, Donald Trump made some announcement that he wants all of DC's uh, buildings to, I think in his words, be beautiful. So like his subjective understanding of beautiful, which I think was interpreted as like, art deco like what's funny is like he i think thinks like great gatsby but what it really is is the 80s and on postmodern take on great gatsby the cheesecake factorying of that art deco style yeah i mean the, the the intriguing part of all of that is that he has a I mean, he was in real estate, so I guess he has like a like a basic understanding mm-hmm. of the semiotic like mm-hmm. styles of architecture. Mm-hmm. But you know, he doesn't really. I mean, he has no he has no like like larger not and not that like we. Well, right. I think we're both relatively unstudied in architecture, but yeah. Trump doesn't even have a conception that there is that these styles mean something that right. they have any sort of like historic legacy or like rationale for being mm-hmm. it's entire it is actually postmodern his right. interpretation of it like it is it is without meaning it is this looks pretty mm-hmm. like it is a complete breakdown of the form it's like a child in disneyland it's like a child yeah. in disneyland who understands that there's a like a kind of restaurant that's like themed next to pirates of the caribbean but doesn't understand that it's like cajun food right and like the styles and understand why like but it's it's disneyland it's just like fun and exotic you know what i mean yeah but like in that cheesecake factory way of like ooh, this is fancy and that's the that's the extent of it yeah, we're it, in it the is. fancy. That's what he wants. He just wants to go. This is fancy, I believe. And so, what is even his? Because it wasn't just Art Deco. It was like like ten styles, right? Like it. It was a very long list that was almost made to specifically exclude. You know, like mm-hmm. it was. It was the majority would be okay. Basically, it was like just so that brutalism couldn't be like that. You can't have brutalist art architecture, right? right? Like that's the only thing that wasn't, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, brutalist architecture can be <laughs> rad as hell. Which to me is also fun to bring up because that's such a hot architecture topic on the internet constantly. Yeah, Twitter and like constantly. Facebook, people are constantly arguing about the merits of brutalism. Which is so funny to me, um, but it's a particularly anti-American architecture. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like. I mean, I honestly, Trump's not wrong. Like, I don't know if brutalism uh, fits in the American cityscape, and that doesn't isn't really a knock on brutalism so much as it is a knock on the American cityscape. Right. Um, but this is kind of like this is kind of like my thought about art and architecture in general it's like it 
it, you do want things to look nice. You do want mm-hmm. beauty, especially in a time of strife. And there is like an interesting thin line between like escapism, like out of sight, out of mind escapism, and just optimistic, hopeful, kind of like beautifying. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like when, yeah, yeah. when you're going through a tough time and you're watching like a movie that's just generally nice. There's, like, a camp of people who are like, this isn't real, so, you know, this is just some stupid escapism. And other people are just like, this is actually, like, what I need emotionally in my life. And so there is something, in my opinion, about, like, yeah, like, brutalism does not fit in in the U.S. Um, Uh, And and it is, um, well, tangentially associated with something that has come up multiple times in our podcast and i'll continue Mm -hmm. to go back to it because i think it's a theme of ours which is the nature of criticism right it's like it's like the the most stable simple level which is in my opinion the best of form of criticism is describing something as it is Mm it's like truly attempting to understand it the second form would be applying a rating on it whether mm-hmm. it is good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then the third level would be applying some sort of moral scale on it, whether it is good for you or bad for you or inherently like good and bad in terms of their actual soul. Um, mm-hmm. And brutalism, oftentimes those the second and third, especially the second, but also the third, level of criticism get brought up and and um strung out on internet conversations constantly and the conversation we should be having is this most simple one which is like well what is like what is the nature of it Mm -hmm. and i do think that in this three minute conversation we've had like we both kind of agree that the nature of it is like not american somehow Mm -hmm. but that doesn't apply good or bad on any level you know right so trump's right i mean honestly if you're listening if you've gotten this far trump's right uh no brutalist architecture for federal buildings boo Boo. (laughs) um i'm trying to think if i have any old business what did we talk about we talked about postmodernism and then teleportation yeah i yeah i I don't think i do um that was just nice that was it was a lovely story i keep thinking about it i find myself very tickled by it I have a new um, uh, segment for the oh, show. Wonderful, perfect. Whole, whole new segment that uh, I, this is going to be the time. Every week, okay. I'm going to present to you, Virgil, mm-hmm. the uh, and I need you to make like a like a kind of a song that goes okay. into this part. Okay. Um, the ethnic enclave of the week i love it Uh, so every week i'm gonna present (laughs) a a different interesting for whatever reason unique or or different immigrant community that has been formed out of chain migration that lives in whatever part of the world uh and and the story behind it that's a great Uh, so today who first yeah so we just need a we just need a a song a song, well, I, I, theme song 
ethnic enclave of the week. I was going to say, like, the only songs I can think of are, are vaguely cultural blatantly racist tunes ethnic enclave of the week ding, 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 dong, dong. yes that's ding, what ding, we need ding, that is what we need right boom, there. Boom, 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 boom. You know? you're allowed to do that i think i am we, allowed to if we can't use your ethnicity for this what can we use it for exactly what i ask right exactly um so it's a free with that pass in mind, to not be racist yeah with that in mind the ethnic enclave of the week is Chindianapolis. Chindianapolis. Love it, it already. It is. Uh, I think you can probably guess where it is. Yeah. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indiana. The city is so nice, they named it twice. Opolis. Yep. Um, Just in case you weren't sure if we were talking about India, Indiana, Theopolis. Or Indiana, the state. Theopolis. I wonder if they ever call it the Opolis. Interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna refer to the Indianapolis the, as Indiana Theopolis the, from now on forever. <laughs> the you know Theopolis. Theopolis. Um. So, Chindia, Chindianapolis is uh, the neighborhood on Indy's south side um, that is largely inhabited by the Burmese Chin ethnic group. Love it. So, uh, and I will now go to an a, an article from the Indianapolis Monthly that actually is from 11 days ago. This is Wonderful. pretty recent, I think, Enclave. Um, one of the largest populations of the Burmese Chin refugees in the world lives on the south side of Indianapolis. Uh, since 2000, waves of Burmese refugees have been fleeing ethnic and religious persecution in their home country, seeking asylum in the U.S., Burmese Chin, a mostly Christian minority group, have chosen Southport as their new home. Today, almost 20,000 Chin live on the south side, making it one of the largest concentrations of Chin people outside of Myanmar. Mm. Uh, access to employment, low housing prices, and an abundance of Christian churches appealed to them, and their presence is making a remarkable impact. Mm. So this is the this is the ethnic group of Myanmar that has the largest christian uh-huh. um like they're, they're majority christian and, and myanmar is now mm-hmm. fairly famous as being one of the only places that sectarian buddhist violence mm-hmm. has really happened in modern times mm-hmm. there are like I, I mean this is recently came up with the rohingya or rohingya mm-hmm. um ethnic group who is muslim mm-hmm. and is was forced to flee uh myanmar for bangladesh because of um extremist buddhists right wild which I mean, is wild, wild that that exists i love I mean, reminding it does not people, exist anywhere else because like you know one thing about being asian is like people always think you're all like, mysterious and like wise and all this stuff because of like buddhism and things like that and um when people get a little too granola a little too weeby about like buddhism and asian shit i love reminding them that like just fyi there are like buddhist terrorists <laughs> yeah yeah monks you know? literal like yeah. there were like um you know like like gun and knife clad buddhist monks in myanmar yeah human that, beings like, are going to human being terrorize no minority yeah exactly um Okay, so okay. so actually, there's not much more, so I'll finish it. Yeah, but how how recent? Because um, I love the road. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah. Uh, well, so I think it's happened kind of over the last 20 years. Um, uh, it's, it's in the 2000s. Um, it seems like... It seems like it was um, because of kind of the specific violence and, and, and upheaval that has happened. I think there was a um, transfer of power in the mid-90s in Myanmar. Um, and there's been kind of a lot going on since then, right. different waves of, of extremism. And it, it's actually been worse more recently than it mm. than. In there, it, I specifically with the Rohingya, but I am sure that the Chin uh, ethnic group is no, is not, uh, you know, uh, immune to that. Right. If you Southeast will. Uh, Southeast Asia in general is always such a like blank spot for me in terms of like, like second half of the twentieth century history and politics. Um especially in regards to like the vietnam war i would love to see you know that video mm-hmm. yeah you, you ever watch that video history of japan history of the world where it's the guy on like the keyboard and he sings and he like goes through the history of japan really fast i want that for southeast asia because i just want to know like the big talking points like how yeah. the Khmer rouge came up how like all of those and, all and of those because countries. yeah it is so it's it's so many more countries than just right. Vietnam too. Yeah, and like there's there's a that lot more that that has been that has been so memory hold mm-hmm. by the United by American culture specifically because there I think there's such a magnifying glass on that region with in terms of Vietnam and right. in terms of not actually the nature of the peoples but more the at home reaction to it all. Exactly. So when you it's when still you the American Vietnam experience. in your head, you you think of the protests. You don't right. actually, or you think of like like apocalypse, like these like yeah, the truth. soldiers. You, and... it, it is fairly hard, I think, for an American to close their eyes and think about v- Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and not have an American GI be yes. the first thing that comes up in their head. Right. You know, like whether it is at home in re- response to that, or like it, it is. Um, like them walking through the jungle, apocalypse right. now, full metal jacket. Like and, there's a very specific. And for even people like me growing up, you know, the image of that, it, it's so um, monolithic. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, like for the pe- for the actual people that live there, it's not even about political country borders because there are so many smaller, you know, physically like smaller ethnic groups within that that are affected differently. Um, hundreds. I mean, hundreds. Uh, I, 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 maybe even thousands. Yeah. Of 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 ethnic groups. I mean, the Chin, the Chin ethnic group. It, it's just like a completely. So, list of ethnic groups in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. The eight. There are eight major national races: the Bamar, Chin, mm-hmm. the Kachin, the Kayin, the Kaya, the Mon, the Rakhine, and the Shan. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's wild. It, there's so much that we don't know. There's so much. I that we don't often know. find myself um, both anxious about and in awe of the amount that I don't know. <laughs> wild. It's a wild thing to like really try and fathom. You're like, oh my god, there's just so much. When you when you hear something that you've never even heard an inkling of, not like mm-hmm. oh I didn't know that much about it, but like I didn't that I didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. I love that, but I also 
hate it. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, all right. Well, so in the in the the spirit of wanting this segment to stay alive and not be media consumption corner, I'm going to keep this brief. Okay. This okay, isn't okay. the topic. You know, no, that's like, great. There's definitely more to be said about the Chin people and Chindianapolis, um, but that was your ethnic enclave of the week. Woo! Thank you. Bang bang bang. There you go. Boo, boo, boo. Um, that's great. I'm looking forward to finding out about Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana, the Opolises, the Opolis, uh, yeah, emerging Burmese cuisine. You know. I think that'll exactly. be something very cool. Yeah, I think so too. Um, one, like one thing I don't think we get too much of in LA is Uyghur food that I, I know they have Ooh. up in San Francisco. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that I would love to support. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of that coming up in the next few years, hopefully. Absolutely. Okay. I'm up first. Hit me. I'm, very, I'm very happy that I'm up first uh, because... Uh, my topic is topical okay but also pretty low stakes love um, it good good combo uh it is list of objects dropped on new year's eve oh dr- just dropped well by yeah various so, cities by cities exactly uh so the concept of an object dropping uh is something that has emerged as a new year's eve tradition in the last uh, like hundred and basically since the beginning of the twentieth century. Yeah. Um, and it's I I mean I would be curious to hear what you think. It probably I'm you probably having American like roots or whatever uh-huh. are familiar with it. Always were because New York has such a big celebration, right? I think also too out of my twenty nine twenty eight or twenty nine that I've done. Um, over 20 of them have been in the states there you go so i'm looking i'm talking fireworks space needle drop stuff yeah balls Uh, getting dropped left and right i mean so what i didn't know but i found out and not particularly surprised by it this Hmm. is a like uniquely only american thing uh you're right that doesn't surprise me but i didn't know yeah so outside of the united states the concept of a ball or an object (laughs) dropping Mm-hmm. Uh, to celebrate the turn of the new year doesn't exist. You There's food. There's like time-tested, very, very long traditions in right. a lot of cases. Japan, being yeah. one of them, has like these like elaborate, very, very complex end of yeah, year. Yeah, New traditions. Year's is, is Christmas in Japan, you know? Yeah. Christmas is KFC bucket day. New Year's is Christmas in Japan. It's yeah. like three days of cooking and shit. And there's like grapes grapes you eat grapes in some countries yep um south american I, countries spain maybe i know that's yes, not a south american yes country, but uh yeah south america like spain and spanish colonial countries mm-hmm. uh, the grape thing it's like i think you eat 12 grapes um for yeah. each month of the year so there's a lot of traditions mm-hmm. this just happens to be our tradition i always want i always kind of wondered but not enough to ever look it up why yeah. Uh, okay. So on New Year's Eve, many localities in America mark the beginning of the year through raising or lowering an object. Many of these events are patterned off of festivities that have been held at New York City's Times Square since 1908, where a large crystal ball is lowered down a pole atop one Times Square. 
In turn, the event was inspired by the time balls used by ship navigators in the 19th century oh. to calibrate the chronometers. So this is, I actually did find quite fascinating. Okay. The American ball drop tradition is based on time balls, which are how you tell time when you are on a ship at sea. Okay. So um, it's an obsolete time signaling advice that consists of a large painted wooden or metal ball that is dropped at a predetermined time principally to enable navigators aboard ships offshore to verify the setting of their marine uh, chronometers. Accurate timekeeping is essential to the determination of longitude at sea. Although the use of time balls has been replaced by electronic time signals, some time balls have remained operational as historical tourist attractions. So this is like, this is a, a thing that I would say probably nine out of 10 american citizens mm-hmm. are i probably like a the the american citizens that are tied into mm-hmm. american cultural hegemony mm-hmm. nine out of ten of them if you asked like what happens in times square on new year new year's eve you'd yeah. say oh the ball drops yeah i mean and you can yeah, go even cl- more than nine yeah yeah like close to close to every single american that is again like tied into the cultural register of america right right, right, um and yet it is based on something that is a completely far and away obsoleted invention yeah no there was a time in the world when the time ball was probably it not probably was very important right to many people's lives and not even important like a a normal thing just Mm -hmm. a just like a thing yeah time ball but but somehow it has escaped the obsolescence that probably so many shitty inventions and shitty things that people used for hundreds of years it has escaped that by being the like its soul it, it <laughs> escapes second death because it gets dropped from the most ins- important city in the world there it's their shitty tradition that has like gotten shipped all over the country it's wild i love that i i don't know what to make of it just yet but it is it's it feels very like american i have no no idea this this is that weird thing about tradition in this country right it's like we hang on to such arbitrary concepts and 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 to be fair um tradition everywhere right like true 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 like humans be humans like Mm -hmm. they are they but but yes this but one I, is particularly American, and I think not only is it because of its like mm-hmm. weird impracticality, mm-hmm. um, but na- but also its banality. Yeah. Yes. But um, I, I do think that the this is a very like this concept of the traditions morphing in this way and losing its meaning, so to speak, does feel specifically American because of like the movement of people at a rate that's like you're not going to find anywhere else. And maybe I'm speaking out of my ass, but like traditions do still, I feel like mean something because people are able to pass on what they mean. Right. But there's just like that kind of like oral history style passing down of traditions feels so 
weird like when you were talking about thanksgiving you know what i mean like right. food food traditions right like in each generation there's an a, amount of like bastardization that just kind of like yeah it well it, it, there's um i would say like the, i think that they all change right mm-hmm. um like all traditions like shift and and kind of like evolve and all this stuff um but america is so new of a place mm-hmm. and and a lot of our cultural registers are built on being new mm-hmm. that things can involve, like evolve year after year whereas right. like many traditions in many other like the majority of the other places in the world but like when i think of like traditions in in europe they've been baked in mm-hmm. over hundreds thousands of years and so it like there is there is a an adherence there is a belief in mastery of a tradition mm-hmm. whereas american culture is built on like i want to know it all and like i want to i want it to incorporate it all like let me get it larger and larger more universal more conformed right so that it covers everybody any little thing oh it's covering it all and and in in like i don't know chinese culture there's like specific ways that people dance with inside the dragon on you know uh chinese new year you know like there's like there are these dances or these these rituals or performances that are like exactly how they've been since the sixth century you know Mm -hmm. very different very different ways of seeing the world yeah it's interesting there's definitely no um conclusion you can draw from it other than like continuing to find it interesting i'm looking at time balls now because i want to know where i can see a time ball oh okay so so i have picked out a few um that i thought were interesting uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna go through my list um uh, and notable I... t- welcome to notable time balls with oh, john Nicholas. yes notable time balls um obviously new york that's the yes. main one uh, there are also several uh, uh, fruit that are dropped, and and mind oh. you, one of the big things is most of the uh, time balls exist on the east coast. That um, that makes sense to me because they're you know it's like the main part of the country that gets. I'm thinking like we're the all experience, yeah, and we're like people in the northeast might know what time balls are. You know, maybe, like the average. Maybe people. I don't know. Maybe it's if an interesting okay, okay. question. Yeah, um, but they're also like. In the, on the West Coast, we're experiencing New Year's when the East Coast experiences it in many yeah. ways. So that's mm-hmm. why there are less as you go uh, further West. But, it's um, New York. Uh, New Year's is New York. It's New York. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Miami drops a big fruit. Love um, it. Atlanta drops a peach, uh, which is something nice. I grew up being familiar with. And like mm-hmm. we would go see the peach drop. It's um, peach time. It's peach time. Uh, this was interesting, and I and so mind you, I have like fifteen that I'm gonna call out. There right. are probably three hundred on this list. Cool. Uh, there are a lot of different ones of these. Um, Brooksville, Florida, I thought was interesting. They drop a two hundred pound tangerine. Fine. Uh, however, um, this ended in two thousand nine, and I read a local news article because. The seven people that the last year that they were supposed to have it, only seven people volunteered to help in the gift concession stand. Uh, and so they didn't have enough people manning the event to be able to have it. So it, it didn't go on. 
Um, That's so sad. That Marietta, Georgia. This is this. Yeah, there's going to be more sad ones. Um, So Marietta, Georgia. Marietta is um, the like suburb right outside of Atlanta. So it's like one of the main second cities of the Atlanta metro area. Um, In October 2015, the Marietta City Council approved a cube designed by students at Kennesaw State University to drop on New Year's Eve for Marietta's first ever New Year's Eve ball drop. But additional details were kept silent. During the countdown, an aerialist from the uh, Proya Dance Project dropped from the cube and performed until a few minutes after midnight. Okay. The the event confused many people in attendance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. Super, super, like, they were like, these 18-year-old kids were like, this is going to change the world. Like, we're not going to tell them it's going to be incredible. And then it's this person like doing aerial silks on the cube as it came down. I love it. I love I love that people were confused because there doesn't need to be any more meaning than the experience of just watching it. <laughs> yep. The time uh, ball itself does not have any more meaning than just watching it drop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so there is a bunch in Georgia. A few uh-huh. good ones are Perry, Georgia, a buzzard, like a stuffed mm-hmm. vulture. Um in Tallapoosa, Georgia, a stuffed possum named Spencer is lowered. Oh. And in Unadilla, Georgia, a hog is lowered at midnight. So that's just like a good example of all the little small towns that have made up names in Georgia. Yeah. That, or Georgia, it, that sounds fun, Georgia. Maybe not made up as so much as mispronounced. Like I'm positive that they're probably based on some language that most Georgians can't speak, and it's like Tallapoosa. Oh, we're just gonna go into Tallapoosa for Tal- night to Unadilla. You oh, can you, make you some. Can, you can find me in Unadilla, Georgia. Unadilla. <laughs> this is like uh, nothing. I love it. Yeah. Um. Then what's next? Oh, I thought this was interesting. In Berlin, Maryland, mm-hmm. um, starting in 2017. A ball will be lowered. So this is what what I have a question about. It's like you're Berlin, Maryland. You've decided three years ago that you're going to have a New Year's Eve celebration. Mm-hmm. And you decide to lower a ball. You, you say there is nothing significant about this town. <laughs> nothing interesting. No exports. We're going to challenge New York City. We're gonna be the we're gonna be that town that people want to watch. This is gonna ball put us it. on the map. <laughs> this is our ball. The ball on New Year's Eve. That's not a New York City thing. It's a Berlin, Maryland thing. Nothing. A crab. You don't want to put a crab. A crab cake. I don't know. I, you, I don't even know if you're on the some mechanical the water, blue but... crab coming down with its legs moving. But like that's I would want to see because that's Berlin, like that's what the American. That's like American tourism shit that I love. Like the big roadside attraction type shit. Like the giant thermometer, like dinosaurs and shit. I love that. So like the ball is, you're right. It's, it's useless. It's dumb. It's, 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 it's yeah. a waste of public money to do it because it, it's, it has no, it adds no character to the town. And, and actually this is going back to the fact that the, it's a obsolete innovation, invention. 
he mentioned, why can't the concept of this thing evolve? It's like, yes, right. it started with the ball drop as an homage to the the uh, right. seafaring device. Like that logically It doesn't tracks. matter anymore. Yeah, but mm-hmm. now it's like, all right, the ball's been dropping, the ball's been dropping. What Now what else drops? The image, right. the, the semiotic relationship of a ball dropping has already been created for New Year's Eve. You don't have to do the ball. You can do whatever that's, else you want. That's simulation thinking, man. People lost in the sauce. <laughs> They're like, no, the ball, you do the ball. New York does it's the ball, ball, we do the ball. ball drops. They do ball, we do ball. <laughs> they do ball, we do ball. And and it's like, no, no, no. Glom on to the, dro- the, the dropping part. The dropping part. <laughs> it's already been instilled in us. It's just the dropping part. And if you're going to do a ball, do something fun with it. Blow it up. Yeah. Blow yeah. up the ball. Yeah, exactly. Have Change it go it. up instead of down. You can have it go up instead of down. I mean, mm-hmm. Some people That's do that. Cool. They put a star up. Um that is okay right. so now before i knew why why the like the time ball concept yeah i i it never sat right with me like the speed of it mm. it i would rather them like drop it at the end and oh like, yeah like, one. like ah! and, ah! Yeah, and watch yeah. it go drop down like a if fucking a time ball if if a time ball drops as fast i can't imagine it does I would imagine that like an actual time ball would take like hour or an end no, hour, right? Because the whole so thing like it has to be long hour. enough. Because it's on the shore, it's on like a lighthouse or something, right? Some some like yeah. thing on the shore. Four ships out there. So yeah, like the practicality of making it slow and measured makes sense to me. Yeah, but when we're counting down and it's like with our attention spans these days, counting yeah. down ten seconds, watching a ball for ten seconds, a mi- I'm focusing on a million other things give yeah give me give me a countdown to the ball dropping and let me watch that thing fucking fall like you need a photo finish to know if it actually yeah if it actually yeah 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 10 meters per second squared i want to see spencer fall spencer the stuffed whatever the stuffed possum yeah i want to see a blue crab fall the animals falling at this rate starts to sound a little uh okay well so one of, yeah the in Brasstown, North Carolina, um, they do actually drop a live possum in a cage, and then they set him free. But um, that one has been pretty roundly criticized by animal <laughs> rights activists. Yeah, I, I imagine a, a pretty boring video on YouTube from that was posted by PETA about the Brasstown, <laughs> North Carolina possum drop. <laughs> that is, sounds like um, a kind of thing that even PETA thing. would be like. PETA would be like. We'll admit this is medium priority at most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the grounds of mild confusion to one single animal a year. Um, also, a live bean dropping. In 2011, the uh, community Seaside Heights in New Jersey um, dropped Snooky, the reality like actual like a, like an effigy like a so this was snooki herself actual snooki herself <laughs> it was supposed to be at times square and um times square said no so mtv posted a press release that said although we're disappointed that snooki can't be drop in the place that you know i this must have it must have been the i can't believe that mtv actually had the audacity to think that 
this was culturally relevant enough that she should be in the ball in Times Square. <laughs> this you forget how big those people were. They were this is some so Andy big. Warhol shit. This is some Andy like <laughs> Warhol fifteen minutes of fame shit. But there during those fifteen minutes, they fucking shone. They were Truly. bright. I am actually um I respect New York for being like this is bigger than you. <laughs> you you were pretty big. I'll I'm give sorry. you that. You were big, but this is bigger than you. Uh, Wait. So where was so it? Where was it exactly? Seaside Heights, which was the um in Jersey. The name of yeah, that was like the town that Jersey Shore was set in. I wonder if there's any recording written recording of how many other places turned them down between new york and right. seaside heights saying yes it actually the wild thing is too the i found like 15 news articles from december 30th mm-hmm. about the fact that new york turned them down and it was now going to happen in seaside heights and i couldn't find a i couldn't find a single article written on january 1st that was about <laughs> snooki coming down in the, the ball so i i i found pictures of it happening but i don't think that they were actually live i think that that they recorded her dropping uh not on live television or actually i don't even know if it was on live television like it was it like i could not find any record of it happening besides the stuff about it not happening in new york and it going to happen in seaside i, I this is probably one thing that Snooki never talks to anyone about because I'm picturing Snooki sitting there in like November and some MTV exec coming up to her and being like, Snook, what about you, New York, time ball, you inside the time ball? And then Snooki being like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And go, New York, New Year's, do you want to be in the ball? And her being like, I don't should i yeah i guess (laughs) like her being like Uh, i mean if they say yes then i'll absolutely do it but really don't push it (laughs) her having the frame of mind to be like i'm sending this is bigger than me i'm sending you the image of it happening uh it'll be in the thumbnail picture for sure i think there's no question that uh the picture of snooki in the time ball will be in the (laughs) it's amazing i want to i want to do a film about Snooki's life where the frame story it starts with her at the top and she goes through an entire Uh. ego trip ego death story and flashbacks and narrative but it's all framed in that slow drop with that red cup in her hand dude (laughs) oh my god that sounds amazing i think that's yeah, it's like very much like um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, or like and that Steve Jobs ball. movie or something where it's just... Oh, my. Or uh, uh, Bohemian so Rhapsody. Good. Oh, it's not even that high. Oh, she's no, like uh. un- uncomfortably close to the people at the start. How long did she have <laughs> yeah. to be there before? I did everyone wonder, watch I mean... her put it in for the five minutes before? Like get get inside for the five minutes before? Or did she have to stand there oh, for like, the festivities? Because I'm picturing it her now me... being stuck up there for since the beginning of the event, which is like probably like 10 or 11 p.m. 
ESPN. No, well, the worst part is that it probably wasn't live. This is pre- probably pre-recorded. Oh, just like not so, even, it's just right, like right, right. her, like them, like lifting her up and down on this ball, like doing it five times. You know, sham reality, man. It's sham our reality, reality isn't even a real reality. Is the thing that's uh, hilarious. It's wild. Oh and then gosh. last but not least, um, notably, I thought Seattle's uh, was pretty lame, mm, which is mm-hmm. the elevator of the Space Needle is raised, which I guess it's, you can see from a lot of different parts of the city, which is cool. That's the one I grew up with. I personally like that one because there's no there's no weird... Like, the Space Needle is the visual icon of Seattle. And the people, I think, generally love it. You know? Um, Yeah. And and the idea of it going up to the top and then the fireworks off of the Space Needle, it's, like, nice. Yeah. I, I would prefer that one of the dudes at the Pike's Place Fish Market stands on the top of the Space Needle and just throws a fucking salmon off the end. <laughs> that would rock. That would be so cool. Uh, I've, I actually accidentally skipped one, too. And okay. I, this one I particularly liked because the description. Because one of the cool things about this specific page, list of, um, list of objects dropped on New Year's Eve, is that quite obviously a lot of the smaller towns, it is someone from the town that has gone in and written the description of it because it's like, you know, if for, um, for Seattle, it's the elevator, of the space signal is raised, which is broadcast on King TV. But yeah. for, um, Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. a carp parentheses, real, but dead and parentheses, <laughs> Caught by local fishers and weighing between 25 and 30 pounds is lowered. A carp was chosen to represent the area's fishing industry. And because the carp is considered one of the luckiest fish in Chinese culture, the carp, nicknamed Lucky, is lowered onto a throne. Each Lucky has a tree planted where it is buried with a commemorative plaque listing the carp's name and year. So for next week's Ethnic Enclave of the Week, I'm going to have to <laughs> ask you the, to look up the Chinese community of Pierre Duchesne. Duchesne, Duchesne yeah. Or, yeah Chien, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't think that there's actually... This is a town of 5,900 people. Uh, that to so me is small enough how many where that, Chinese people actually live there. That's but, like hilarious because... You know, appropriation versus appreciation is such a question in this country, right? And to me, a small community <laughs> that, like, adopts it solely out of, like, we we like that. Yeah. And not, and not like, for oh, likes. Yeah. Not for likes. Yeah. It's not for anyone outside the community. It's for us. No, yes, this is not Silver Lake Ramen. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I kind of love that. Yeah. And I want to go there, and I want people there to be typical enough to think i'm chinese so they start telling me about how they drop a carp awesome. because because they love my culture and i i can't say anything except like that's beautiful and that i'm gonna is, let them think i'm that's chinese sure great yeah my, oh my people God. thank you uh 
So so that is the story of the ball drops on New Year's Eve. Um, I love that. So many. It's something. I, I, I don't know if I would say I love it. I do find it very interesting. I think it is one of the more, um, like, what is the word? Like, lifeless. It's like one of the le- one of the least inspiring traditions, even on American standards. Our New Year's Eve traditions are particularly like listless and uninspiring. I, you're right. The um, the Maryland one, the Mer- Berlin Maryland. <laughs> That one, that Berlin, one is Maryland, yeah. is the perfect example of what I hate about it, and what what I was being skeptical about in the beginning about like, you know, traditions and shit. And Seattle would almost fall into yeah. that, but the the other towns that you told me yep. about, I keep it up. Some were great. Some keep were it really up. Awesome. Honestly, no. And I would say uh, one of the interesting things is that the the further astray from the um center of this the mm-hmm. better the tradition is yes it's like Times square new year's eve in new york city is one of the worst the conceptually worst things i was in new york, new york city for new year's eve and even that sucks like it's mm-hmm. not it's not cool it's it, it's like a, a a tradition and a holiday that sucks all of the fun into it right the only thing interesting about and interesting in a bad way about New Year's Eve in New York City so you can't get a cab like there's nothing it, it sucks it's not a good holiday and there's no one that knows enough about it that would say like that is awesome but um, yeah. you know the possum drop the, the, as far away from the actual hegemonic center of the tradition as you can get see it's the anti-mecca mm-hmm. it is the anti-mecca right. holiday like the I want, anti- I want um, to Ramadan. I have no bucket list desires for Times Square. I really don't yep. because it. I've only ever heard that it's like just a nightmare. Um, Hell, but I shit. do have I do have a bucket list for just all the different like Georgia ones. Like it's a bummer that they all do it at the exact same time yeah. because I won't be able to go around to the different drops in Georgia. But like I feel like those are actually yeah, but like something to part partake in. Yeah, Talapusa, Papalusa, Suscaputa, all of that. Unadilla, Unadilla, Talapusa, Perry, Winder, Marietta. Although I don't need to go to Marietta's either. The the dancer. Oh yeah, um, that sounds confusing. <laughs> confusing. <laughs> all right, um, that's that's the story. I'm gonna go grab a beer. Okay. Hey, Mick. Oh, yo, what up, Verge? Well, where do you get your bread, John? You know, unfortunately, sometimes I have to get my bread from the store. Ooh, not the right call. But do I have an offer for you? Oh, really? Is it a, um, elegant, independent baker in the Los Angeles metro area? It is, and they're called Tommy and Atticus. Wow. They make delicious croissants, jalapeno cheese bread. I mean, you gotta check out their menu online or on Instagram. I've heard they have quite a unique sourdough culture that they use. Is that correct, They sure do. Is that a, is that a oh, thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they've only used the two same starters from the inception of their company. Wow. One named Tommy and the other Atticus. Not only that, when you make your first order... If you write in Wikipedia, you'll get 10% off your first delivery. Wow, Verge, that sounds like a real deal. 
It is a real deal. And the best part of the deal is the bread is delicious. So check them out. Tommy and Atticus on Instagram. Tommy and Atticus, get that bread. Get that bread. I, I like that one a lot. Yeah, I that thought was that was, actually ended up being really fun. Yeah. I was a little worried there wasn't going to be enough to talk about. But well, I think it was. No, that was great. That was great. Yeah. And I'm glad you went first. All right, what do you got? Welcome back. I'm glad you went first because <laughs> I feel like we're at a point where we can communicate telepathically to a degree, right? Where um, mm-hmm. we can we bring similar vibes. We can kind of feel each other's vibes out through the week and kind of like yeah, without kind of realizing. Go for. Yeah. yeah, this is a hard left turn. Yes. This is a hard left turn. Yes. Um, so just to prime prime you, I'm gonna ask a few questions, okay? Okay. Um, Nicholas, are you are you aware of the concept of being unable to change the past? <laughs> I I am yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, um, w- what do you think happens when we die? Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I think that we are reincorporated into the like energy of the world uh from a scientific perspective but also Mm -hmm. like spiritually the scientific of it is the same and um my last question is uh did you take an edible and has it hit yet (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding uh yes yes i have and it is seeming to hit right right about now okay so with christmas you know something i was thinking of maybe doing something holidaysy um and there's an interesting concept in like christmas time movies which is about um you know regrets and trying to change the past and like you know seeing what your life would have been like you know these different multiple alternate realities type yeah stories. okay the the it's a wonderful what life concept. exactly yes it's a wonderful like okay. christmas carol kind of idea um Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas Carol. And so as I was scrolling through unusual articles, I stopped on Quantum Suicide and Immortality. Okay. Which is um, a thought experiment in quantum mechanics and the philosophy of physics. Uh, Purportedly, it can falsify any interpretation of quantum mechanics other than the Everett Many Worlds interpretation by means of a variation of the Schrodinger's cat thought experiment. From the cat's point of view. So. Basically. It's this okay. idea. Yeah. yeah, okay. okay. It's like. It's like the idea of. If a human were to do. Like the Schrodinger's cat experiment. And if we're in like. Quantum superposition. Like the idea that you are both. You know. The cat is alive. And dead at the same time. Until there's an observer and stuff. Um. It's this idea that, like, if you believe that there are infinite universes, then, then the person, the person that's in the box, necessarily sur- in one branch survives every single iteration. Yeah, it's well. So, um, like, Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. the TV series is mm-hmm. set in the truth of this conception right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the uh, this like the rick and morty universe or it itself a universe is multi-dimensional in the way that like quantum physics would um mm-hmm. 
would portray. Right. Like the idea that like, cause it's like, if you killed yourself in this reality, mm-hmm. then you're, you're not, nothing is actually happening to you because you live in infinite realities right. where you wouldn't possibly do that. Mm-hmm. And like, theoretically your consciousness would just be absorbed into the rest of the, of the quantum experiences. Right. So is like, that, am I saying this right? I, well, that's, that's kind of the thing with this is like, is you can't really say anything right or not. It's all like postulation, postulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a media wreck that I have that like makes me, made me first think about this a lot. Um, not a lot, but, uh, it's called Day Tripper. It is a comic oh, yeah, book yeah. by uh, Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. No, by Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon. Um, Gabriel Ba did uh, Umbrella Academy with Gerard Way, and it's this cool right. comic uh, graphic novel where it's an obituary writer and every chapter he dies at the end Hmm. and then the next chapter starts at a different time in his life oh whoa so it's like yeah so it's like there would be one where he died as a kid but then the next chapter is him as like a 48 year old man and he dies at the end of that and then it'll come back to like a teen his teen years and so you know i don't know i guess I thought it was kind of interesting and I was curious to see what your thoughts are on that because like we are kind of reaching a point where we're talking a little bit more about weirder metaphysical stuff than we like used to. Yeah. And than I ever thought you would be interested in. And so I was kind of curious like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. I guess my like reaction to the thought experiment is mm-hmm. like the the kind of like um performative agnosticism you know mm. like like the where it's like what well, we just don't know we just don't know we just don't know uh and so it like like it is in its of itself a thought experiment because right. if you make any sort of deliberate uh kind of agreement or 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 criticism like of something like this you're tying yourself in no better than like religions do i mean this Mm -hmm. is this is in and of itself more spiritual than it is scientific at this point this is a this is a a a a faith experiment with a scientific lens you know Mm -hmm. like this is you're you're just talking about the afterlife. You're not talking. You're talking about the afterlife, and like you're um, using science rather than morality as a lens to experiment with it. You know, right? But like, if you can't, I mean, okay. There, there is an interesting segment section in the page that's analysis of real world feasibility, which I think is just kind of like a nothing section, um, because first of all we can't experience any of our other realities if you subscribe to this idea anyway so like what possible real world feasibility is there at all um but you're right i think it is more about faith and 
philosophy in the abstract way than it is necessarily scientific. But I was just kind of curious, like, what you thought about that. And also, I have a pitch for a story that I want you to help me okay. build out. Um, I think I... I would subscribe to it in the sense that I feel like I myself am a part of a greater whole. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means, per se. And mm-hmm. I don't have any kind of indication one way or another where I would go and like we've talked about this before uh, like God being the the transmission of energy between peoples like the the collective consciousness whatever mm-hmm. um, and this quantum theory almost would indicate um, like a oneness that is unique or personal like yourself you're you are tied to an infinite amount of beings they just happen to all be yourself you know mm. um i don't know what do you think what is your what are your thoughts on this well it's kind of the thing of like do i actually believe there are many multiple universes out there working at the same time i don't know i think i think it is the uh, it is ultimately just like a probability situation but it's not like every other universe is constantly playing out at the same time as ours but right i do find fascinating the idea of like what if every moment that you die you your consciousness so to speak you go into a version of yourself where you didn't in that moment and that's where we continue to live. Like, have you ever almost been hit by a car? I love that, yeah. Like, a couple uh, years ago, yes, I got, yeah, sure. I got yeah, like, yeah. very close to getting hit by a car doing 50 that just blew through a red light. And in that moment, like, I think anyone who goes through that experience is just kind of like, oh, like, I was, I was, like, inches away from an entirely different yeah. life if I survived, right? So I have a story pitch that I want you to, I want this to be the seed of where we write it. It's, it's the idea that a, a guy who dies goes into an alternate reality version of himself. But the gimmick isn't so much Mm. that the world is so different and stuff. It's just the idea that he he experiences deaths and then moves into a version. So he has the trauma of the experience every time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's interesting. And because it's like the um, the element of him... There's something subversive or, or wrong about him giving someone giving him that experience too right like there's like mm-hmm. that interplay of of mm-hmm. like what is the purpose of him being in virtual reality to like continue getting right. experiencing those things it's mm-hmm. like well if you die when you're 18 that's it that that's that and so if you're mm-hmm. if 
you're seeing the conception of yourself in a different universe where that didn't happen it's t- almost torture like it's both it's right. both paradise and it's like torturous or somehow cruel in a certain way because mm-hmm. it's not real but mm-hmm. what is real what matters if it's real or not what if this is that simulation you know what i mean it's like it's still the steak tastes good still <laughs> come steak. back to another another pillar of our yeah the steak tastes good so if we are if we are both in our virtual reality heads experiencing Mm -hmm. this because of past trauma it still is nice i still enjoy my life it doesn't make a difference whether it's not actually material on some different plane or not do you ever burden yourself with the possibilities of like that like for example like i was saying the simulation stuff right yeah like i don't when I, I don't talk about usually simulations as if well, this is a computer program and there's like a re- more real or reality. Like to me, it is the metaphor of what we right. see in our heads as concrete truths are actually just, you know, whatever. And are, are like human made ideas, you know, it's the idea that like the oligarchy idea that a few people decide what our truths are, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I try, to be honest, I think most people are like this, is that I don't try to grapple with that reality. Like, I I just can't. I mean, it would drive me crazy. It would drive me crazy or uh, manic or angry. And I don't mm-hmm. think that it's constructive like mm-hmm. we are not neo from the matrix we're not being pulled right. out of the matrix you are not we're not being offered the red pill and mm-hmm. even if we were it sounds awful it sounds and it doesn't accomplish anything still tastes good yeah yeah the steak still still tastes good i mean honestly thinking back about the matrix and maybe this is part of the point and i'm just now realizing it but like what are they fighting for? Why, like, what is wrong with the Matrix? What is mm. wrong with the simulation? Because outside of the simulation is cold and dark and desolate and ruined. Uh-huh. You're not uh-huh. heroes. You're not heroes if you save everyone from what is objectively a better experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think well that's interesting. Am I, I a reactionary? Did I did I just become a conservative? I don't want to have, but maybe That's so funny. No, because I think the reason that scene exists is because everyone's supposed to agree to an extent about that. And I only say extent because it's different for everyone, not because I think it's less than what you think. Like the steak does still taste good. And I right. I guess this is this is like something I've been thinking about, like moving into thirty, right? Is like When does the simulation become the... When do you accept the simulation? Mm-hmm. And how much do you accept the simulation? And how much is okay to accept the simulation? Well... And, not, and, and when I say simulation, I don't mean... I don't mean the idea that we're the a matrix. computer program universe. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, the yeah. physical matrix. Just the idea yeah. of like... Like how, yeah. when do you just go with the flow? Right. Um, and well, how I mean, much is how much is neglect and how much is like? I guess I mean I, this is. 
there are there are layers to this and one of the things about the answer or everyone's answer is that the more assured your answer is the more it affects you what other people's answers are i mean ultimately uh, it's just your answer like you mm-hmm. like everyone is different everyone is unique in their perspective and like going going with the flow of what is already happening or like making a scene about it um mm-hmm. but if you believe one way or another like if if you believe very very strongly accept the simulation or you believe very very strongly no this you cannot accept the simulation anybody else that's not exactly like your mm-hmm. understanding of it you 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 hate you loathe you can't understand but if you're unsure you can right. you then you can tether yourself anywhere on the spectrum and not care where other people are mm-hmm. man the spectrum or the simulation is quite a euphemism for a whole lot of things too right like it is i think i think it's a word that can get lost in translation because of exactly what you said yeah I don't know. I mean, you know, I I do find the the element, like, I find it. Pr- I feel pretty strongly right now that like there is, you have to accept a certain amount. Like there is no, mm-hmm. um, there's no there's no victory in right. in in the opposite, but. It's like uh, that mountain. The, the mountain goats. This is actually. Hmm. I have an actual mountain goats reference that works here. Um, Amazing. I mean, the album he released at the beginning of this year, uh, "Songs for Pierre Chauvin," mm-hmm. was about like the end of paganism in Europe mm-hmm. and the beginning of Christianity. And and they're like the. Um, my favorite song on it. That lyric was like. Um, taste everything they feed you say it tastes real great then spit it down spit your sleeve it down every your sleeve. yeah every chance you get, the, you get yeah every that that get line is 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 perfect right like where it's like mm-hmm. well no it, uh, because that the, that song is also premised on the idea that this is just a you know this is just temporary mm-hmm. uh you know that paganism will come back in style eventually mm-hmm but it also works even though they were wrong you know like right. like they hold on to this bleep but it's still that like being able to 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 thumb your fist at power however mm-hmm. it may manifest itself will never go out of style and it will never not feel important and feel good even if it gets you nowhere you know what i mean even if mm-hmm. even if you're the the last of a dying breed you still need to but you can't. But but you can't. Um, only do that. Right. That, that doesn't work. I mean, because it's like well, not worth it. Still enjoy right. yourself. Still like. Another reference to one of my another one of my favorite bands, The Coup, um, a rap group from <laughs> Berkeley. Yeah. Um, Boots Riley, right? Yeah, it's Boots Riley. Yeah. One of his lines: "I'm here to laugh, love, love fucking fuck drink, drink liquor." liquor. And help the damn revolution come quicker. 
I've I love that song so much. Media wreck, media wreck. Yeah, yeah. Laugh, love, fuck. Laugh, love, fuck by the coup. And have the damn revolution come quicker. I don't know. I I I, I mean, we have both are capable of more poetic interpretations of that question but i do think that there is no i'm just curious yeah because like the grill pilling right the grill pilling Mm -hmm. is an interesting concept because i get it yeah that grill pilled feels like the only honest humble way to live yeah and 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 it does i think it does involve a certain level of like knowledge like 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 a a, a, right. a lust for knowledge or like seeking to understand but mm-hmm. also knowing understanding life's enjoyments like it doesn't have to be the grill but like to measure your frustration anger exhaustion with the world mm-hmm. and the kind of yearning to change mm-hmm with an embracement or embracing life's little things like the the simple pleasures there's something particularly important to that i think i i do think so that it reminds me of another media wreck little man at chiha station by ralph ellison um oh, okay yeah yeah ralph ellison starts he's he's talking about this one time he had to perform for his music teacher and the music and and did horribly and the music teacher was like you if you want to be an artist you have to perform as though you are always performing to the little man at chiha station who's just a vendor or something or like a you know janitor or something who has no aspirations other than to be that um but is is tuned into culture in a way where you can't bullshit them. It's that like Tom Bombadil of Lord of the Rings, like yeah, that kind of hermetic. That, that is the that is the like um, ideology that got Ralph Ellison basically excommunicated from all of the academic circles <laughs> he ran in. Like literally, I mean, it, he's just such an interesting yeah. guy because I think Invisible Man is probably. Mm-hmm. one of the most read books in american in the american education system mm-hmm. and i mean certainly i probably had to read that book three different times um mm-hmm. and and i think that it certainly in the american south like it's particularly right. uh, but but it, it i mean especially for the african-american literary history invisible man is in the pantheon like like mm-hmm. in like the five most read but he yeah. got completely he w- he died a completely bitter lonely man without any sort of gr- grouping of people that um associated themselves with him like mm-hmm. he cuz he ex- he 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 fell out with the communist party that he was part of he fell out with any of the black nationalists fell out with um like the James Baldwin crew like he he he, he died a completely embittered man it's really interesting how dangerous that like ideology could be Mm -hmm. it's the it's the thin line between like uh well that's the the, i think that comes back to the question of how much do you accept the simulation so to speak 
Right. Because you asked yourself, you asked yourself at a certain point. And there's a thin line between buying in and just being a part of the community, so to speak. I think that's something I question a lot because I never, I have a hard time feeling at home in any community. You know what right. I mean? Sure. I feel that. Like I, I always I do, do feel like a visitor in any, a guest in any space that I'm in. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel that too, to be honest. I get that feeling yeah, for sure. I, I bet you do. You grew up, you grew up in an, in a place that wasn't visibly publicly like your space i feel like yeah yeah uh, yeah exactly it's but it's a very it's it's an unsettling feeling um Mm -hmm. man how did we get on the topic of this uh through ellison um but i do think I, the, the grill pill stuff is very enticing mm. and alluring. And, and I do think it's meritable in many ways, but also it, you have, you, you can't, you can't let yourself have like an, uh, like an ideological death mm-hmm. for the sake of comfort. You know, like there's a, a certain mm-hmm. amount that that it's like you still have to you still have to think about these things and not even right. think about them in like the pop culture politics way. You have to think about them on a deeper level. You mm-hmm. need to to feel like you have an ideology on your life um, and know that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. at least, you know what you think. Right. That's the difference between playing the game, like buying in and playing the game. Yeah, yeah. You should be a. You should be a. A. a you should study blackjack, but you should never play it. Because that, because the house always wins. Because you can study it, however many hours that you want to study it. The house always wins. It's a game of chance. Life, life is like gambling. It's a game of chance, man. It's a game of chance. I think we came full circle. I think we come full circle with um, the Schrodinger's cat (laughs) derivation to start Uh, with it ending with the house. I think we can probably. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm cool. I think I think the one thing we got out of this, uh, one thing I got out of this right now. All right, folks. uh, Well, now that you know the house always wins, uh, thank you for listening to the end. The house wins. This is the Hegelian Friendship Simulator. Uh, We are over and out. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. All right. Thanks.